Are you ready? Ready, ready? Are you ready? Welcome to the Sex Show. Maybe you'd feel better after we have some dirty sex. Starring Dr. Sanjaya, America's sex educator, coming to you live, 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 live from the sexiest city on the planet, South Beach, the MIA. Have better sex. Learn better ways to stimulate your partner. Yeah, that works too. Find the G spot. Hold on, that wasn't in the script. It's fun and educational. This is the Sex Show on Own Your Power Radio. Radio. Sensual, seductive soulmates. This is Dr. Sanjaya, your favorite sex educator, and you are officially tuned in to Sex in South Beach, where everybody comes for healthy, happier sex. And the reason why I'm calling you my soulmate is because I really feel like tonight we are brought together. There's a divine purpose for you and I right now to be talking about sex. Well, actually, for you to be listening to me talk about sex. I think that, you know, we do. We have this higher purpose. So even though we may not understand what our ultimate higher purpose is, that's sort of the beautiful thing about soulmates, right? It's kind of this mystical, magical experience that you really don't understand all the time. You didn't know why you were sick till you had to rush to Walgreens in the middle of the night and get that cold medicine and that fine pharmacist helped you pick out just the right cold medicine. You didn't know why you just wanted to taste that new iced tea that cost $12 at the coffee shop down the street, but something drew you in there. And when that person in front of you sneezed and you said bless you and you turned around and boom, your eyes connected, You knew, you just knew why you had to go into that coffee shop. (laughs) And that's what we're talking about. Tonight's show is called Sexual Soulmates. And actually, this was actually inspired by our very own Miss Holly Peno. So you know, woo! So what normally happens after the shows is everyone on our crew gets into these deep conversations. Like last week, I mean, we had our production assistant and our expert guest out in the parking lot long after we were driving away waving bye-bye and they were still deep in conversation. This show just sort of inspires those types of deep, sexual, sensual talks that makes you wonder, am I doing things quite right? So the other night, Holly and I were driving home and we at the top down, it is the middle of the night, it is so late after a show, and Holly and I are deep in conversation about, do soulmates really exist? Holly's like, you know, Dr. Sanjaya, cause that's what she talks to me. She's like, I think maybe I just missed my soulmate. I just, you know, maybe we weren't alive at the same time. And you know, this is my like sexy Holly voice. You know, she's much sexier than me, so she doesn't really talk like that. <laughs> But she's like, maybe we weren't alive at the same time. Maybe we walked by each other on the street and we just missed each other. And I was like, well, I don't know, Holly. I think, you know, sometimes you just have to believe that there's more than one soulmate for you. Like, that would be so difficult if there was just one person you were supposed to be with. Maybe there's more than one person for each person. 
and that person can be right at different times. You know, there's someone for the right reason, someone for a different season, and sometimes there's someone for a lifetime. So tonight on the show, we're going to uncover all the mysticism and surrealism and magicalism of soulmates. We're going to help you understand whether you should still be looking for your soulmate, whether you've already found your soulmate, or whether your next move is going to lead you to your next soulmate. To help us figure everything out, we have one of the top 20 psychics in the world. We have Miss Cynthia Siegel here to help us. She's an intuitive healer throughout South Florida, and she's a business consultant, and she's going to help us get our hearts and our minds on track to have the most soulful love of our life. So stay tuned to Sex and South Beach. When we come back, we're also gonna have Holly Peno give us our hot date tips. I'm gonna give you the sex news and you know we're gonna have audience questions. So we'll be right back with Sex and South Beach, baby, on Own Your Power. Yeah! Are you a holistic business owner looking to network with like-minded professionals and grow your business? Then you need to learn all about the Holistic Chamber of Commerce of Fort Lauderdale and Broward County. They have monthly meetings, workshops, and masterminds that are not only fun and entertaining, they are designed to help you grow and expand your business so you can make a bigger impact and serve more people. Go to their website, holisticfortlauderdale.com, and sign up for their mailing list and learn more about their upcoming events. That's www.holisticfortlauderdale.com. Welcome back to Sex in South Beach with Dr. Sanjaya, your favorite sex educator, best-selling author, medical professor, wife, mother, just your everyday superwoman like so many other women out there. And today's show, we're undressing sexual soulmates. Do you like how I did that? Undressing, which means we're taking the covers off of it. We're just going to dig into this concept and figure out, do we all have many soulmates that we should be spreading ourselves about? Is there just one soulmate per person for our entire lives? We have one of the world's top 20 psychics here to help us unveil this whole concept of soulmates. Please give it up for Cynthia Siegel. Hi, sweetie. Hi, it is wonderful to see you. I am loving this dress, and I love this whole color. I love your introduction, oh. Superwoman, because we all we're all superwomen. We're wives and mothers. Oh my and gosh, so <laughs> many roles, authors. Yes, so many roles that we all play. <laughs> and one of the things you do, though, is you have the red phone to God, right? I do. So <laughs> now that means we can stop asking all of these questions: the what's, the hows, the this we can actually just go to you and you can connect us, right? So imagine, and you at home also, imagine if you never had to worry about anything again. You have to make a decision, and uh -huh. but you don't have to worry, you don't have to ponder, you don't have to weigh the odds, you don't have to ask everybody what they did. Right. You can just connect to divine guidance and get the answer, and the rest of the time is for whatever you can fun. imagine. Sex. <laughs> sex. All, sex. Yes. Fun, right? All of these great things. Awesome. So tell us, so what is a soulmate? Do people come and ask you about soulmates often? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what do, what do people think a soulmate is? What is what, what, how do we feel about this? How do we think about this concept of soulmates? That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or sex mate, as or sex we mate. might call it. Yeah, them. a sexual soulmate. Well, that's some, well, you tell you talk about like soulmates, <laughs> and I think that 
sexually, sometimes people have just explosive, wonderful, amazing sex. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is my soulmate. We're supposed to be together forever. And then something happens down the line, like um, their wife calls or... <laughs> Or they break up or there's some terrible hurt or pain or something happens. And they're so confused because it's like, well, this is my soulmate. Why am I so sad right now? So when people come to you asking about soulmates, is that because they're sad or because they think that they've missed out? Or why do they come to you talking about soulmates? Great question. Mm -hmm. So there's a number of reasons that they come, um, but I think you hit the nail on the head. They think they've missed it, or where is he? Right. <laughs> is the big question. Where right. is he already? Right. And um, so this is my take on soulmates. Mm -hmm. Okay. I personally believe that, well, actually, I know this to be true mm -hmm. from the work that I've done, that when you decide to come back into this lifetime, mm -hmm you make up a list of things that you want to learn. You make this list up before you come. Okay. And then you talk to all the other angels around you and they come in here and they say, okay, I'll play that part for you. I'll be the overbearing mother. I'll be the guy that leaves you after the first night. Mm -hmm. I'll be the guy at the pharmacy that you love forever, but don't make a move on. Right. And these are all lessons that you came here to learn. So when you have a relationship with someone, mm -hmm. it's to learn a lesson, or you wouldn't have to have relationships with everybody. Now, there's another clue here <laughs> that right. I think is kind of outstanding. Mm -hmm. We chose to come back in physical form this right. time, which so means... So, just to catch everyone uh -huh. up, when you okay. say come back, so ah. this is firmly rooted in the belief that we have many lives. We have many lives. That we have many lives, and most of us are not on our first breath. Uh, yes, I'd say <laughs> about 100% of us are not on our first okay. 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 So, in our prior lives, depending on whatever happened in our prior lives, before we came back into this physical life that we're in now, we make up this list right. somewhere of these are the experiences that I need right. to have in this life. Right. Okay. This is what I want to learn. This is what I want to learn. Okay. Okay. And actually, we do it quite joyfully. Mm -hmm. We make up this list. And then we come into this body. And the reason that we choose to come into physical form is to experience everything the physical form has to offer us. And we know that for sure because we didn't choose to come back as a rock or a tree. Right. No offense to our rock sisters. But this is, no, that's something I tell a lot of people who deal with guilt and sex <laughs> and they have religious values or certain things that interfere with their sexual pleasure. And I'm like, what God would give you this ability to communicate in this way, you know, in sex and something that can feel so joyous and so pleasurable and such a connecting bonding experience. And interesting they, the way the bodies interlock. Right, also. absolutely. There's another clue. Absolutely. <laughs> and why there's actually, there's absolutely no reason for a female orgasm other than pleasure. Exactly. So what sort of God, regardless of whatever someone's religious beliefs are, would give you this ability to feel pleasure because we don't need it for procreation. We don't need it other than to feel good. So a female's orgasm for me is sort of a universal affirmation that, yes, you are supposed to enjoy sex. And when you talk about coming forth in this body, 
one of the reasons that I think that you're saying we're coming forth, that we've chosen this physical body, is because we do want to experience life with all of the gifts and you know all potential downsides that being in a physical body could have. Whether we call it good or bad, Shakespeare um, has a great quote, which I apologize, but I'm famous for misquoting. Okay, that goes. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> it goes something like, "Things are neither good or bad, but thinking makes them so." Right. It just is. I mean, orgasm Absolutely. feels fabulous. Mm -hmm. And then we can decide if it's good or bad. It's it's the thinking brain that gets in the way with all the rules that this beautiful collective consciousness, everyone around us, has right. put on us. And what's interesting, what you said about soulmates. So essentially you're saying that people come into our lives to teach us a lesson. And that's actually, I'm sure many people are familiar with Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of Eat, Pray, and Love. And I was doing some research for the show, and she believes in the concept of karmic soulmates. And I'm going to quote her so I don't mess up, but she said, <laughs> A true soulmate is probably the most important person you'll ever meet because they tear down your walls and smack you awake. But to live with a soulmate forever? Nah, too painful. Soulmates, they come into your life just to reveal another layer of yourself to you and then leave. That's beautiful. So I thought that was really interesting. That's profound. Yes. It is. And um, I will say that some people, when they make, made up their list on mm -hmm. the other side, said, you know, I just want to hang with one person my whole lifetime and learn my lessons from other people. Wow. And other people said um, that... I want to learn my lessons from a variety of people. Right. I want to have a great time. <laughs> so whether you're choosing, choosing rather, mm -hmm. to be here with one mate your whole lifetime, and we both know, right. as do you, many successful long-term mm -hmm. relationships, right? Absolutely. That that's what they chose. They just wanted that one person to kind of hold by their side mm -hmm. and learn their lessons in another direction. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I think that what you said was very, very important, that one long-term relationship might be the right soulmate for one person, whereas another person may need multiple relationships to learn their lessons, and that's what they've chosen in this lifetime. And it actually made me think of, maybe because um, the elections are coming up, but it made <laughs> me think of a lot of people criticize Bill and Hillary Clinton. And in a lot of ways, they are probably perfect for each other. And maybe an act of infidelity or something, it was something that they have learned how to deal with or isn't necessarily um, a break in the type of relationship that they have or that they've agreed to. It doesn't take away from them being soulmates from each other. Exactly. And that different people can choose these different types of relationships. Exactly. And, exactly. Right. Not one thing is just for everyone. Um, yeah. Right. And so soulmates, um, it doesn't have to be one person forever. We can all do it our own way. So clue here again, we have 10 fingerprints that have never been seen before on this planet. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. Right. So there's, I think, a lot of possibilities for us to explore in this lifetime, mm -hmm. not just necessarily one way all the time, which is why sex is so fun. 
Right, right, <laughs> right. And many people have different ideas about soulmates. There was, there's a lot of people who believe in this twin soul connection. And that type of soulmate, they believe it never happens at a convenient time. There's always some great barrier, maybe a country or a marriage or a financial commitment or something that prevents the two people from really being together. But they meet each other and feel this chemistry, but they can't really ever be together. And then there's the other type of soulmates that you just discussed, that it's not necessarily always a sexual soulmate. It could be someone of the same gender, or it could be a friend, it could be a sister. The soulmate connection, it can sort of happen with anyone. I feel like, you know, my, um, you know, the chief of my crew, you know, Chris and I, I feel like like we're soulmates in some ways, mm -hmm. which is why, you know, I always look so beautiful when I'm on camera. <laughs> oh, that's a secret. <laughs> He's looking at me like, I'm not your soulmate. <laughs> um, so um, along, getting back to mm -hmm. the question when people come to me asking, you know, where is he? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of pe women, men, mm -hmm. will ask me, can you give me their name? Oh, wow. And um, I won't. Mm -hmm. Because let's say, for example, your um, relationship is with someone named Richard. So now if I tell you the name Richard, you're mm -hmm. going to be saying no to everyone else that crosses your path except Richard. But what if you had to have some experience with Dennis and Mark and Estelle before you would be ready for Richard to come in your life. You are so right. You know, I met my husband through someone, they were trying to set me up with a guy at the university and we did not click at all. And one night the guy and I saw each other out and he was with the man who is now my husband. <laughs> and so I ended up marrying his best friend. <laughs> But I was like, why would we go out? No, there's nothing there. And <laughs> there was a reason, that? yes. And now he's the godfather of my son. Oh, how beautiful. Yes. And I needed to go through something there. Exactly, yeah. to get to your husband, exactly. So do you think it's damaging? I was looking at some of the studies. Um, there actually are a few studies about soulmates. And do you think it's damaging for people to think that there is only one soulmate, there's only a Richard, there's only, um, there's only one person? What the study said was actually that people who think that there's only one person or, when, or they meet this person, let's say you and I get married, and I'm like, Cynthia's my soulmate, she's just everything. But when we go through conflict or challenging times, and inevitably every relationship does, Yes. And I'm like, well, why doesn't Cynthia understand? She's supposed to be my soulmate. Why is she being so difficult right now? So the studies basically said that during challenging times in relationships, people who really believe that there's just one person, that one soulmate, and they think they're with their other half, they have the biggest problems making it through those challenges because they can't understand that this person who's destined for me, we're supposed to be together, but they're just not behaving the way that I want to. And that the, the, the scientists basically said there's two camps. There's the destiny camp. There's only one soulmate per person. And then there's the growth camp. That relationships are really a journey. And we're supposed to go through these trials and tribulations because they help us grow and learn and become better for each other. So they said when relationships go through challenging times, those in the growth camp, like we're, it takes work, you have to grow, they actually survived challenging times better than the people who thought there was only one soulmate for their life because they wow. couldn't understand, 
why is this person not behaving the way they're my other half? There's no one else but them. So it was really hard for them to deal with conflict or challenge. So number one, they're not behaving the way you expect so that you can learn the lesson that you're meant to learn with them. Right. If we agreed all the time, there's no soul growth happening. So they really are teachers, everyone exactly. who comes into our lives. Yes, really so is every a teacher. argument is a gift. Right. And actually it's more of a gift about what is it inside me that's getting activated that I can release. Right, right. And the right. next one I want to address is if there's only one soulmate for us our whole lifetime, that would be like God creating this mm -hmm. abundant planet mm -hmm. and saying, the only fruit I'm going to provide for you is mango. Right. That's it. I know everybody loves mangoes. Right. And But there's no other fruit. That's right. it. Your whole lifetime. Right, right. And so for people who think that there's just one soulmate, and let's say they're their soulmate passed away or their soulmate broke My up with them. My husband passed. Your husband passed mm -hmm. away. Okay. And, um, or someone, so do they, do you think that, what, what sort of advice can you give to people who feel like they've either missed their soulmate or their soulmate died too soon or perhaps it was their college boyfriend who ended up marrying another girl but they really feel like their soulmate so they spend years pining over this person. What sort of advice? I mean, these are like, no one's ever going to be as good as this person. Um, so when people come to you looking for their soulmate connection, um, what sort of help do you think? How do, how do we help people find their next soulmate or help them understand that there may be more than one soulmate? Okay, so if you have the belief system that there's only one soulmate, and you're happy, deliriously happy, that there's only <laughs> one soulmate, then I would say that's working for you. Oh, right. If you have that belief system and you're sad and, as you said, pining away, then I think we could re-examine that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because we're meant to have fun. Life is meant to be joyous and abundant. Right. It's so as long as your belief system is making you happy, mm -hmm. I would say stick with it. Right. And if it's not, give me a call. Right, right. <laughs> And where can people give you a call at? At theredphonetogod.com. Theredphonetogod.com. I so, love that name. My yes. clients started calling me the Red Phone. That's awesome. <laughs> to God. So I thought we'll get that as a website name. Right. No, that's an awesome name. And it actually appeals to a lot of people who might have different sorts of belief systems or whose religious areas might be getting <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I get to talk to God, right? So this is awesome. <laughs> Um, so the bottom line is you've got to find the mental perspective to make you the happiest, most forward-moving, attractive person in your own life. And that's how you move forward, whether you, you're, if you're happy and you miss your soulmate or you're miss and you're happy, then that's fine. But if you're unhappy and you feel like somehow you've missed your soulmate, your job is to come up with, to reframe your thoughts and come up with a perspective so that you can live a happy life because we're not, God and no one else wants us to be miserable or wants us to be no sad exactly. and we didn't choose to come forth in this body to live some sad life where we feel like we missed out on anything. Exactly, exactly. We're here to be happy. 
Right, we're here to be happy, so we've got to find that perspective. And so, uh, going back to the Shakespeare mm -hmm. quote, right. <laughs> that uh -huh. things are uh, neither good or bad, we came here, chose a body, so that we could experience all the emotions, anger right. and joy, sadness and revenge mm -hmm. and all of them. It's not that any of them are good or bad. It's it when you ours. get stuck in one that's not, I want to say, not keeping you up. So when you're happy and you're vibrant and you're sharing and loving, then your cells are being fed that. When you're sad and withdrawn and angry, that's what you're feeding your body. So that's kind of like clue number three for tonight's show. Right. <laughs> and so those soulmates that you have, when you're having that sex that is just like mind-blowing, explosive, <laughs> the best sex of your life. This person just fits your body. They know what to do. And you're like, oh my gosh, this has to be my soulmate. That basically is just a teacher for you to teach you that you can have this amazing, powerful, spectacular sexual relationship with someone. And if they call the next day and it all works out, then great. And if they don't call and it doesn't work out, then you've learned this wonderful thing that you can take into your next relationship. And that was their purpose. And actually it did work out because maybe it was just meant to help you through some stranger and a one night stand right. discover like, holy, wow, right. I didn't know my body could do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come right back, Holly's going to give us some hot date tips. I'm going to go over the sex news and we're going to answer your audience questions. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cynthia, for being Thank here. You, if you have any questions, you want a psychic reading, your business needs some intuitive insight, you call Cynthia Siegel and you can find her at theredphonetogod.com. Stay tuned to Sex and South Beach. We'll be right back. Bye now. <laughs> that was so fun. It's fun and educational. This is the Sex Show on Own Your Power Radio. 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 Sex in South Beach with Dr. Sanjaya, your favorite sex educator. And you know what time it is. It is time for our hot, hot, hot jalapeno to give us our date tip of the week. She's going to light up our love life, so give it up for Miss Jalapeno. In your red dress. Look at you, girl. I know, we never oh. plan on this, but yet we always wind up doing something similar, don't we? I think you're my soulmate. Oh, oh. I, I know that I'm your soulmate. I knew the first time I met you. <laughs> it was her paddle. It just oh, You were yeah. walking by looking so pretty with that big, tall, black husband of yours. <laughs> I know. Oh. I was like, you... Come here. I, hey, remember when I threw my yeah my fishing pole at you and I was like, come here. Remember that? Yeah, That's great. And huh? I know. And he even he let you spank him too. I think he thinks he's he a whole did. soulmate he family. Did. Well, you yeah, know, you, I've got to I've got to I've got to love you unconditionally. Accept yes. you as you are. Which... When you loved me through the pregnancy, you didn't mind the baby. No, it was so cute. <laughs> you were so cute, pregnant. That's, That's right. You're so cute. Oh, so Holly, you know everybody's waiting for the goods. They're like. How is she going to light up my life? I want Holly to help me find my soulmate. So um, 
or I want Holly to help me um, not turn off my soulmate. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay. How do well, I keep my soulmate? How do I, I keep my soulmate? Them? Okay. All right. Well, um, I would say, um, well, I'm 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 a passionate woman. And really? I'm a passionate <laughs> but woman. I'm shocked. And you know, and making love is you know is a passionate thing for me. You know, there's there's you know there's just a lot of passion there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, having I said know. that, the crew is you know, getting you, passionate, you, <laughs> impassioned <laughs> by your passion. You know, yeah, it's getting warm. No, let's Ooh. let's let's okay. Stay on point here. Seriously, stay on point. Soulmate. Seriously, I would. I, my advice would be, um, let's say that you want to keep your soulmate. Let's yes. say you, I you, found you the that. one. I know it right for me. We 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 I fall like in him. bed. We like fit. Him. I right. just I fit Ooh. right into his arms, and and when we lay down, you know, like. I could hear his heartbeat and my leg was slung over and yeah, and you just want to tell them how much you love him and Oof. tell them that, you know, you're my soulmate. Yes. Yeah, well don't. Okay. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> just don't say nothing. Just don't enjoy it. Just enjoy the ride. Don't say a word. Don't say if you feel like you have to show them, make them breakfast. Oh, don't get okay. it. <laughs> They'll get it. Cause so, actually, oh, passion. You're mm. my soulmate. Oh You're my, my soulmate. Oh, my. On the inside. Yes. Oh, say, say it on, it the, on inside. the inside. <laughs> Think it all you want, but don't tell that man that you Do are not. his soulmate. Oh, yes. On the first date or after the first night of Nookie. Just, no, just keep, no, zip no, it. So, no, no. Oh, zip sad. it. Wait for him to say it first. Okay. Okay. So. Or on the eve of your, actually, of your, on the eve of your wedding. Actually, that that is a good time. Hold That's on. That's when you tell. Don't don't Actually, say it right away. I do. I have to agree with you on this one, Holly. <laughs> I have to agree with you because there are times I'm out to dinner with you know my big black husband, my <laughs> other soulmate, <laughs> and the waitress is saying, and then you know, but he never comes home at night, and my boyfriend does this and he does that, but I know we're meant to be together, and my boyfriend, you know, and then I saw him last Tuesday, and he was with another girl, and I'm like, honey, that's not really your boyfriend. Did he tell you? <laughs> Are you in an open relationship? Right. Because that, that just sound. doesn't sound like a so you know that's a good thing. Yeah, wait for him to say it first. Yeah, wait because for him to say it first. Because you want to make sure yeah. that they're feeling the same thing. It's strictly and my it's, policy to make them go first. Yes, and it can be a little scary. <laughs> it's like the L word. You know, it can be a little scary. Oh, what Although, a way to turn somebody off. First yes. date? Are you kidding me? First date? Forget I it. love you. My We're very, meant to be together. My very You're my first soulmate. date ever. I, I was scared off that way. Me, a girl, hopeless yes. romantic, had been reading stupid novels my whole That's life, it. you know. And I went on a date. There was a guy in the mall, and he was so nice, and he was so cute. And he's like, I'm going to take you on a date. And I was like, all right, let's go. And we went and had dinner, and then he snuck me into a karaoke bar, Kishnoa, no And then he walked, he took me home and walked me around my neighborhood. And just as we were about to get back to my house, he stops me and he says, I think I love you. Oh. And I was like, ah, oh, geez, that's so nice of you. Like, <laughs> no, I, you know, like, and I never did go out with him again because that was just, I mean, it is scary. Even as a romantic soon. woman, I knew better than that, that was just not. No, it he is was gonna too marry scary. me and make me pregnant, and I was just too young for that. Right. So. And I think even on our first date, when we first met Holly, if you would have said the first, I think you're my, <laughs> I don't think we'd be sitting <laughs> no. here now. Um, no, no. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that it's scary. It's, much, it's yeah. scary. I it's just, like yeah, it's like the first time you hang out with a girl too. She's like, we're BFFs now. 
I'm your best friend. I barely even thought you liked me. What do you mean I'm your best friend? Like, really? Do you have my cell number? <laughs> but I remember yes. talking to you about soulmates. I was, was I was really flattered that you know you turned Actually, it into a show. Actually, this is this is your show. Ollie. This is my we were, show. We were there, and let me tell you, that was a late night. That was that our was, latest yeah, night. But I, I think felt recording. cool. Like. She's cool. We're, no, we're, we're in a top car. Dead. I was like, look at me. We're and you Miami. know, Holly actually lives in a beautiful complex in a beautiful neighborhood. But some of the streets on the going to and fro. Right. <laughs> so I'm feeling all good because we just had our long talk about soulmates. So I know that we're supposed to be together doing this show. Right. I know that now I got to find a way. How are we going to get soulmates onto the show and this, that, and the other? Top down, hair blowing in the wind. And I'm looking around, I'm like, Oh, um, I think that they think that they're my soulmates too. <laughs> Let me press the button to make the Takar go up. Yeah, so, the, the, um, the, the, Miami's funny like that. But that was just one of our many deep conversations. The show does propel people to get into deep conversations. I know, you know, Juan, you know, our production assistant last week was like telling, you know, our last show, can you um, make her think I'm Brad Pitt? And our show when we did our, hip, like, our hypnosis, yeah, that was funny because I've been thinking oddly of Brad Pitt. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he don't look right. Okay, okay, we're gonna have to make sure that we put, flash a picture of Juan right. in the show so we can show how closely he resembles Brad. I Pitt. think we should. I think we're we gonna should. have to put that in there. <laughs> okay, time to get serious now. It's time for the sex news, and you know. I like being the serious yeah, one in our relationship. Yeah, I never know what to expect with those. Let me brace myself here. Yes, I never know what yes, to expect yes. with you. So this is actually, you know, there's some sex news about soulmates, you know? And this is what's good. So, according to a recent study led by University of Toronto marketing professor Spike W.S. Lee, not the Spike Lee that makes the <laughs> black movies, okay? <laughs> and this Spike Lee is exactly who you would imagine would have a last name like Lee. So he's a real professor at a real university. And yes, I made a bad, stereotypical, racist joke. I'm sorry. But it was all for the positive of the iron race. We all know that certain races are smarter than um, others. Yeah, okay. like the female race? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Smarter than the race. So Dr. Lee did a study, and he found that the very concept of soulmates seems to make people more dissatisfied with their relationships just the whole concept of soulmates. They found that if you cling too tightly to the idea that your partner must be the other half, it means that the two of you should have perfect harmony, no conflicts whatsoever. But when reality proves otherwise, as it always does, it hurts all the more. And this recent research, it actually builds on prior studies, according to, ironically, Benjamin Lee, also not a black man, <laughs> and he's chair of the Department of Psychology at Harvard Ford College and co-founder of the site The Science of Relationships says, people's beliefs about romantic relationships is usually on a spectrum and it falls somewhere like we discussed earlier between the desire and the growth. So you're either in the desire camp or you're in the growth camp. And those who, not the desire camp, I'm sorry, the destiny camp. I knew what you meant. Yeah, you know, because we're meant. soulmates. That's right. right, that's right. So we're here. We're here, we're here. So those who fall into the destiny camp, they believe in soulmates, that love at first sight actually exists, and that there is only one person out there that you're meant to be with. But the research shows that these people put much less effort into working through relationship conflicts. Like they break up faster? 
well, they don't work through them because if you're my soulmate, you're just supposed to get it, right? So they right. just don't work through them. They're like, well, she's going to catch on eventually. I don't have to work on that. But the idea that, uh, so the idea that there is exactly one person who you are absolutely put on the earth to find can and probably will backfire. That's what the studies show. But on the other hand, all of those people in the growth camps, now they said they all believe that romance takes more effort. But the big challenge with these people is that they stay too long because they mm -hmm. believe love is all about work. So it leads a lot of people to waste time and energy on a dead-end relationship that actually isn't going to work no matter how much work that you put into it. So they spend all this time trying to fix a doomed relationship. So what the studies recommend is that people sort of combine the two. You're sort of a combination of the two. Me I the do middle. think meeting you is destiny. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to have to Well, I was going to say, it as I think I jumped shit from experience. one camp to the other. I think that I used to be all about the destiny, you know, like there's one person for me, which prompted our conversation right. about how I feel like I had missed my soulmate or, right. you know, right. along those lines. But then, you know, lately especially, I've just been like, well, maybe the concept of soulmates one-on-one -on -one is sort of not for me anymore. I mean... I have you, and I've got my kitty cat, and I've got <laughs> <laughs> and if you my think other about kitty what cat. Cynthia said, <laughs> our guest expert, what Cynthia said, maybe I'm one, I'm on a path to your soulmate. So you and hang out with me. Anybody who says anything with a soothing voice like that is going to lead you to your next soulmate. I know she was very soothing. She huh? was soothing. Like I believe I every word she said with that voice. I know. I know. We should go visit her. <laughs> we should go visit her. Actually. Cynthia did tell us that anybody who is a friend of Dr. Sanjaya and Holly Peno can get a $99 reading. This is like a $500 value, but if you've met Cynthia, I'm going to say it's like a $5 million value. It's like priceless. It's like winning the lottery. It's like getting struck by lightning, <laughs> but it feels better. Okay. <laughs> but for $99, you can get a reading to tell you where you are on your power chart. So you know how Cynthia said she's like the quote of misquoting? I mean, she's right, the she queen does. of misquoting. Mm -hmm. So right now I've just taken her crown because I know I've just misquoted her. <laughs> she didn't say she's going to give you a reading and tell you where you are on your power chart. But she said that she would let you know where you're operating in terms of in your relationship. Is that what you mean? Your, yeah, percentage. So are you operating at 5%, at 20%, at 40% of your power, your wattage in terms of your relationships, your career, your financial. Your pants. Your pants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, people need hotter. They need some you hotter need wattage pants. pants. <laughs> Speaking of people who need some hotter wattage pants. It is time for some audience questions. Let's do it. Let's do it. And one of them was, how do I get some hotter wattage pants? No. <laughs> Where can I find my See, sexy pants? If you were a psychic, you would have known that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. Okay. Very serious. Because our audience, the reason why we're here is to help you have better sexual experiences that are more satisfying and more fulfilling. So your questions really are at the heart and the soul of our show. So we're so happy that you took the time. A lot of people actually asked us questions on Facebook and Twitter, and so we're getting down to the nitty gritty now. Oh. What do the people really want to know about? Speaking of Facebook, this person, hmm. Okay, I am married with kids, and up until now, have been pretty happy in my marriage. However, in the last several months, my boyfriend from college found me on Facebook, 
and has basically said that he thinks I'm his soulmate. <gasps> he broke my heart in college, and I used to think about him all the time as the guy who got away. He's having problems with his wife now, and he's been sending me really sweet messages that make me feel like I did when we were in college. I love my husband, but we're mostly focused on taking care of our kids and rarely do we connect on a passionate romantic level like I did with this guy. I'm now questioning whether my ex really is my soulmate. I've always loved him, but thought that he was just too good for me, out of my league. Now I'm wondering, is this my second chance? I'm thinking about seeing him just to see how I feel inside when we do. But if my husband found out, he would be furious. What should I do? I see you shaking your head, girlfriend. Mm -mm. I am not okay with that. I am, you agree. I, I The first thing I wrote in my notes was that is playing with fire. Playing with fire. Yeah. That is just, that is a sure road down to heartache. She's yes. going to destroy, if she does pursue this. Right. She's not only going, taking the chance of destroying her own family, but right. possibly his too. Absolutely. Whatever trouble this guy is having with his wife, he's using her as a distraction. Absolutely, rather than dealing with his issues. Exactly. And she is just living in the past. Absolutely. And that's what I said. One, playing with fire. And two, you are only remembering the good times. Mm -hmm. You're forgetting about how this guy was a jerk mm -hmm. and broke your heart and how it did not work out. She, the part where she said that she didn't feel like she was worthy or like she was good enough, that right there put me on notice. Like, eh. And yes, exactly. I also think that she's like living in fantasy land. Mm -hmm. The reality is he is not that college guy anymore. He's a married man and he's selfishly trying to ruin a married woman's family. Yes. Um, and I'm like, what if you were his wife and you guys were having your own problems? Would you be okay with him reaching out to an ex-girlfriend for comfort? Or better yet, what if some woman was coming after her husband? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because um, I think it's hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes until... You know, like, I would be furious if someone were coming after my man. Furious. Absolutely. And that she, I think she should defriend him. Defriend him. I very rarely right go for the defriend key, but I think that she should defriend him. Because the right whole meow. concept and then of soulmates him. is you can't really miss someone. So if you're meant to be together when you guys are 80 in an old person's home and your husband has Alzheimer's and he doesn't know if you're cheating, maybe that's a time that you guys can reconnect. Because I think that soulmates really don't miss each other. They th That the universe does bring them together. If her concept so is that they're really meant timing. to be. Well, I'm saying if she's really meant to be with this guy, right. that it's going to happen at some point in not a destructive way that's going to hurt a whole bunch of other people. Right now, it's just based in this fantasy. Okay, I'm almost 30, and all my girlfriends have already gotten married to their soulmates. I'm wondering if somehow I missed my soulmate, or maybe marriage just isn't for me. I'm dating a really nice guy who looks great on paper, but I just don't feel that special chemistry I always imagined I would feel for my soulmate. I always thought it would be like love at first sight. <laughs> I'm afraid if I wait too long, I'll be too old to have kids by the time I meet Mr. Right. Should I just settle down with the nice guy I'm dating or keep looking for the love of my life? That's mm. a difficult one. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm like, girl, you're only 30. I mean, you're approaching 30. So Yeah, but still at 30, you know, I mean, I tore my biological clock out. Right. But still, at th <laughs> this, is, this is when, you know, this is when most women right. are like, Oh God, I need to start having a baby right, right absolutely, now. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, I can understand her feeling that, that... That pressure? Yes, that pressure, like that urgency, right? But um, 
on the other hand, like, I mean, what's wrong with a nice guy? He's <laughs> a nice guy. Don't don't look past you know, the like, nice guys. Right. Well, first of all, I, the Syracuse University researchers found that it takes only one fifth of a second to fall in love. And then they said, but when have you ever made a good decision that quickly? Right, right. <laughs> so, and on the other hand, a study in the Journal of Political Economy found that for every year that you put off marriage, you face a lower risk of eventually getting divorced. So mm. that was one of the things I liked about yeah. getting married later. I got married when I was 37 years old. I know, I know. I look 22, but actually, you know. So I got married when I was 37. And let me tell you, girl, I just blinked. And I was pregnant, I swear. And so, <laughs> well, I did a little more than blink. Um, <laughs> I would hope. And the Virgin Mary, I was we blinked say, and we got pregnant. Or you'd be the miracle woman for sure. Yes. Um, and I named Keep him your fertility Jesus. over no. there, lady. <laughs> but remember that those infertility statistics are from people who went to clinics for help. So all the rest of us who blinked and got pregnant, and I knew two girls who were actually older than me, they were in their early 40s, and the same thing happened to them. I'm not saying that you should wait until then. I actually was never sure if I really wanted to have children, but the point of this is that I got pregnant very easily later in life after I found a man who I do believe I will be married to for the rest of my life. Well, because I was just I gonna say she needs to look it. at this guy that she's with now and see if she could see him in her future. Absolutely. If she can't see him in her future, then she knows she needs to keep looking. Right. Unless he has really good genes that you want to pass on and a trust fund. You mean like Levi's? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, this is a great show tonight. Sexual so soulmates. Yes. yes. When you so have that wham romantic. bam. Yes. When you have that wham bam, thank you, ma'am, sex. Could be forever, or it could just be a lesson to let you know that you can have that sex and bring it on to the next relationship, mm -hmm. right? Keep your zip. Keep, Keep your lip zipped. And we want to thank Cynthia Siegel, one of the top psychics in the world. And as usual, Holly Peno, you thank are you just so lovely again. and lovable and luscious. And every last Friday, kill your idol. You want to see a banging burlesque show? Bam. Boom. Shameless Burlesque, the founder here, Sex and South Beach. Yes! <laughs> Don't forget to check us out on all the social media outlets. Dr. Sanjaya, S-O-N-J-I-A, sexandsouthbeach.com, Shameless Ladies. Shameless Ladies on Twitter, shamelessburlesque.com, and Shameless Burlesque on Facebook. Ah, awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody, and we'll see you next time on Sex and South Beach, baby. Yeah! yeah. Let's talk about things that may be Let's talk about Zen